To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Eccoci qua, eccoci qua. Welcome everybody. This is a Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Ruggiero, your host. Woo! What a pleasure to broadcast here straight from downtown inside Vancouver. Talking movies because we love it today. Please, everybody, raise your hands. Oh my goodness, please, everybody, raise your hands. We have straight from the Vancouver Turkish Film Festival, sixth time this year. Raise your hands for Nural Sumbul Tepe. How are you doing, Nural? Great. Buongiorno, Ruggiero. Happy to have you here and happy to chat a little bit more about what this festival means to Vancouver. Günaydın. That's buongiorno in Turkish. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> There we go. We're going to have to teach a bit of that. That's for sure. Uh, first things first. Thank you for joining. When is the festival happening? It's happening. It's starting tomorrow night on the 15th and it's all weekend 16th and the 17th. So, so it's for three days. People, this is happening tomorrow. Keep yes. your ears and eyes open for the festival. Where can people find more about it? Uh, they can go to www.vtff.ca. VTFF.ca. We're actually yeah. going to put the link in the description of this podcast as well. And just head diving right into it. What's happening tomorrow? Tomorrow we have a gala reception and uh, a gala film. Uh, the gala reception starts at 6.30. We have a lot of people coming from the film industry and from the different communities in Vancouver. And then we are showing a film called The Tale of Three Sisters by Emin Alper. Hmm, yep. The Tale of Three Sisters, huh? Yeah. There, sounds, there seems to be a great lineup coming, uh, coming over here in Vancouver, and that really speaks to the power of a film festival like this one, taking the Turkish cinema all the way to Vancouver and just exhibiting and taking the voices of independent filmmakers out there. And this has been a lot of hard work on your side and the, on the side of your whole team. Now, this is also volunteer work, is that right? Totally, 100% volunteering work. Oh my goodness. Uh, I have two part-time jobs, and uh, nowadays, in the last two months, this has been taking, <laughs> I must say, more time than my regular jobs. And, mm. uh, and yeah, Elam Sonmans, who's our director, she and I have, uh, and so many other volunteers, uh, we have a team of 10 people. We've been working for six months on this. Wow, this is such a wonderful story, really looking at how someone who just has the drive and the passion for it can turn into a film festival uh, producer and director and, and, and just getting the help, really supporting filmmakers. This is really important, you know, because I look at the film community here in Vancouver, so such a great community, so beautiful, especially independent film community. And then I look at how people are welcome 
are welcomed into this community. And now you are part of this community as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. And originally you mentioned uh, two part-time jobs as a teacher, correct? That's right. Mm, what do you teach? Um, I teach English as a second language in Richmond School District and also uh, at Simon Fraser University. There you go, yeah. there you go. So, of course, always surrounded by students and a, a lot of inspiration, I would say, with all these classes and all these uh, teaching materials. And now... Yes, you I'm get always uh, surrounded with young people. Huh? Um, and and I love doing that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, there, there, you definitely with your eye, eyes and with your vision, you look at the students and you say that's the future. That's How does right. that sound to you? Well, uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussions um, about climate change and uh, changing poli uh, Canadian politics and the LGBTQ uh, discussions and so and you know when you teach English you're not only teaching grammar and pronunciation you're also teaching content and so there's a lot of I, what I love about my job is teaching the content part and so uh, my students are so into um, understanding the world and it's their future and they are so into dialogue and discussions mm. and so this is a very exciting uh, part of my job there you go I can see the passion I can see the yeah. passion that's awesome it's uh, it speaks to the to the nature of of your willingness to just mm -hmm. go out there and also raise the voices of the future through yeah. film and through the sixth Vancouver Turkish Film Festival. I'm really excited yes. about this. So tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, uh, people can find more, of course, online on the website. Where is this taking place? It's happening at Simon Fraser University at the Gold Corp Center for the Arts. So we have a partnership with them and I'd like to thank them, the cultural programs, uh, for making this happen with us and for believing in us in, from the very beginning. We started very small and it has grown so big that now, <laughs> you know, we really maybe, maybe I should quit one of my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that seems to be uh, quite a transition fueled right. by passion and yeah, uh, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. That sounds amazing to me. If that's what you want to do, yeah. just make it happen and focus uh, on those stories because filmmakers yeah. need it. Now, let me uh, get a little bit um, uh, into your own trajectory mm -hmm. as a storyteller because you as a teacher, you are a storyteller as well. Yes. So now that you curate stories, you also become a DJ of culture. Let me put it that wow, way. Wow, DJ of culture. Yes, you that's choose this, you choose that, you put yeah. it together to deliver mm -hmm. a bigger experience to the audience of the mm -hmm. film festival. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is the number one audience? for this specific festival? Oh, I think all the immigrants uh, and all the Canadians who are not recent immigrants. I think I think it I think it interests every single person in Vancouver uh, because um, there seems to be a lot of momentum around this festival and mm -hmm. I'm happy to see that uh, there's been a really good, uh, uh, a, a good amount of attention mm -hmm. given to this specific initiative and probably that's because, as you said, it speaks to the immigration process mm -hmm. and the different immigrants. And this is where Vancouver really shines, that we have such a bold and diverse community and every community finds its way out there and express its own, its own way of being, really. It's a co whole color palette of being. That's right. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about 
immigrants and Syrian refugees coming in and understanding people from different countries and uh, understanding the Middle East. Um, and so what would be better than a film festival to show to people what those countries are all about? Mm. And so we have so many films that it's like a photo album. You know, you if when people come and see our films, it's like they're looking at our family photo album. And there's the sad and the happy and the you know rural and urban and we have all kinds of stories that we're bringing from turkey hmm. now is there a specific film you're excited about i'm very excited about uh, well two or three films but one in particular it's the it's a documentary actually it's the life story of a very iconic figure uh in turkey hmm. um Güler. he is He is a photographer. I can easily say he's like the Ansel Adams of Turkey. Oh, wow. Um, yes. His photography is amazing. What he had, uh, he's, he calls it visual history. He mm. says he takes photographs uh, because he wants to document history. And uh, he has uh, photographed very, very, very famous people. Uh, but he has also photographed, uh, photographed rural people in Turkey mm. uh, at a time when nobody he did I see and and so and I think he's a true Istanbuler uh, Istanbulite <laughs> <laughs> and so when you come and see that film you will get a great sense of Istanbul as well as him huh sounds great yeah. to me and, and I've it's had happening a, on Sunday mm -hmm. I've had yeah. a great time actually on Istanbul so uh, on Sunday you mentioned uh, now is it a full day event Uh, it starts ar around 11.45 and oh, it goes wow. until midnight, yes. Wow, yes. holy moly, so three But days like this? Um, yes, yes, three days like that. That's yeah. a lot of work yeah. right there. We start tomor uh, tomorrow, oh my God, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. we start at <laughs> 6.30. Uh, with the reception, with Wonderful. the opening, yeah. Wonderful. There you go. Yeah. Three full days of Turkish cinema. That sounds amazing to me. What is the process you like the most of uh, working uh, in, in, um, in definitely? Well, I'm in charge of organizing a panel discussion mm -hmm. as well as selecting films and short films. Um, so we have uh, Naim and Elam and and. Uh, are mostly in charge of selecting feature films and we have a team of people who watch and screen these films but I've been in charge of the short film uh, I was I've been coordinating the short film selection uh, and the short films are short so it's um, you know we had to view 198 submissions Whoa, screen, yes. 198 submissions How do you handle something like that? Well, we work with Seattle, the Seattle Turkish Film Festival, and they actually initiated this project. And so there's Özgür Arman who um, has helped us with a lot of things. But I was in charge of finding uh, viewers from Vancouver, and uh, as I said before, Melanie Friesen is on uh, from VIF is uh, is on our grand jury, uh, and so yeah, there were. I would say there were about 20, 30 people involved in screening these films. Wow, so, that's a lot yeah. of great and teamwork. And uh, short films are also on Sunday. Mm, okay, so yeah. we have a full back-to-back uh, -back of short films. Yes. How many do we? How many actually made it to the end? Ten. 
So we picked 10 from 198 submissions. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. That's the competition for yes. the for you guys, yes. filmmakers listening out there. That's the type of competition we're dealing with. Yes. Holy moly. So the process has been just amazing. Uh, you and I were talking earlier before what I really love um, about this is I'm not a filmmaker and I'm not in the film industry. I'm a teacher, but I love literature. I love storytelling. And so uh, when Alam suggested that we start this film festival, I thought, well, you know, I love stories. And what uh, really moved me uh, a few years ago was a Chinese film called Not One Less. Not One Less. Yes. Mm. And I just thought it was the most fantastic film in the history of the world, of the film history. Yeah, wow, that's a big statement. And then Yilmaz Güney, we have Yilmaz Güney who won the Cannes Film Awards many times and Nuri Bilge Ceylan. And so I feel like we should be bringing films that are not mainstream and that are not watched mm. and they should be watched. High five in the booth, give me that, give yeah. me that. High five <laughs> in the booth, I mean it. Boom. <laughs> That's amazing, it. you know, uh, something that I, I want to speak to in that sense is the necessity to do something like that. Yes, and because you're an independent so many, filmmaker, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, and independence is a strong word for a filmmaker as well, because uh -huh. we have to not only consider the independence of creativity, uh -huh. but it's independence of time, uh -huh. it's emotional independence, it's independence of choice. And how do you handle all of those coming together? And that's really where the game of distribution yes. comes in. But can I just say that I was really inspired by your film too, <laughs> V6A. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you're, I, love, I love watching films like that. They really inspire me. Oh, these yeah. words are, are much appreciated, yeah. but I think they speak to the energy and the, the core value of the community. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we as filmmakers, we're just the glue. We need to be uh, transparent and invisible, mm -hmm. and we need to keep things together so that people can process them. But the content, the actual things you're yes. sticking together, that's the value of the community. Yes. And so this, this shout out is mm -hmm. a shout out to all the, p the people that are part of the community and who have chosen directly to be mm -hmm. vulnerable and speak their truth. Well, the films are nothing without the community. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And you were saying, what do I love the most? The other thing that I love is the Gold Corp Center at SFU, it becomes like a living room for three days for us. Mm. And so there's these panel discussions and films and people are in and out and we serve burek and it's like a pastry like spanakopita <laughs> with cheese and simit. Um, so, and people come in and out and they want to discuss and they want to talk about the films and they want to talk about the panels and they're in constant dialogue and communication with, and I just love, I honestly, it's like a living room. Mm, beautiful. And it's not said. just the Turkish community. Um, like my daughter's, uh, my daughter is swimming and so all the swimming community will be there and my <laughs> husband's amazing. community will be there and and the film community will be there and so this is so exciting well this is something that speaks again to the diversity of a city like Vancouver and everybody coming together to celebrate each other's culture that's yes. the juice of the community that's the juice that's really the cultural juice that that we have to celebrate and we keep celebrating with all these amazing festivals because every year we have such an incredible combination of uh, events and I'm so happy to say that the Vancouver Turkish Film Festival is definitely part uh, of those so yes, shout yes. out to all of that and is there I'm wondering what is the uh, moment that you just said I'm gonna just get into it I'm gonna work for this festival and I want to make it happen what was that moment um 
I, I think I briefly touched on that, but I think it was when I saw two or three independent films and I wanted, uh, and, then, and nobody that I knew had seen those films and I thought, okay, I think I'm going to make it my job to help <laughs> uh, the VTFF team, ALM, uh, bring those films. That's really but inspiring. Yeah. That's really yeah, inspiring because... Stories. Uh, yeah, looking at how an English teacher can uh, get... And become part of the film community. Mm-hmm. That isn't that inspiring. Don't you find yeah. that? Don't you find that yeah. fascinating? I do. I just wish I knew. I understood film better. <laughs> it only well. <laughs> no. The best way to do that is just to make to watch more films and watch them yeah. uh, differently. Challenge the film because in the yeah. film in a film there are so many values. There are so many ways you can digest and process a film. Of course, yeah. there is the visual, there is the music, there is the pacing, there is the color. Yes. There is so much. I actually trust my own opinion about the storyline mm. and the plot and the characters and how they're portrayed mm. and the theme. I, I really trust my own opinion. It must be years of reading. Uh, however, I don't understand color and cinematography and so that's something that I've got to learn in the future. That's a very valuable point yeah. of view that you have. Extremely yeah. valuable perspective because when looking at the story down to the bone Mm -hmm. looking at the infrastructure of the skeleton of the story that's very valuable you can break down a film like maybe nobody else could Mm -hmm. because people focus on other aspects like cinematography which is of course extremely important Um, and when it comes down to the story structure I've had the best time actually trying to break down films Mm -hmm. and creating these arcs and this is something that I believe as storytellers it's, uh, it's, it's probably the most fun when you get the chance to look at how arcs and how expressions get solved and balanced, because it feels like it's an expression. Mm-hmm. You have things on one side and things on the other side, and you have to find a way to create a balance with emotional rewards or, or, or tension and climaxes. So I'm very happy to, to yeah. hear that you enjoy that process. Uh, what is I the do. piece of literacy that inspired you the most? Literature? You yeah, mean? literature. Uh, yeah, let's get it out there. Uh, you mean written? Are you talking about written? Yeah, I'm literature? very curious about your 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 inspiration when it comes down to that side of the arts. Well, uh, are you asking me what uh, writers I like or what uh, I like fiction? I like narr- uh, I like personal narratives, mm. personal stories. Um, I guess uh, I mean I love all the classics. Um, well, our Canadian audience will know. Alice Monroe and Margaret Atwood, but more recently I've been loving, loving Miriam Tibbs, um, a writer from the uh, Mennonite community in Mm. Manitoba, and I just find her hilarious Mm. and dramatic, and she's just the best. So I read, uh, I also read uh, from other cultures, um, and... um, yeah. The space you occupy in this community is, is very interesting to me because mm-hmm. reading a lot and now handling and working in a film festival, I'm very interested in hearing from you the differences that you notice and the biggest differences that you notice in processing a film from a, the story from a film and processing a story from a book. So, what, sorry, what's your question? I'm just wondering mm-hmm. how, where you see the biggest differences between processing a film oh, and a book. Oh, I see. I actually prefer books <laughs> because mm. in books you really get into the characters, you really get into the, uh, the, the words describe, for me, that is, uh, words describe feelings, emotions, instincts, intentions of characters much much better a a good writer does a great job Um, but in film it really depends I find on your mood uh, 
or I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe uh, there are special techniques that a, a filmmaker is able to do that. Like when I love certain films. I love them, but I don't understand why I love the mm. I love the film. Whereas in a book, I can figure out why why I you love lo- it. Why I love the story, mm. and maybe because I understand it better. Mm-hmm. But I always find books are more powerful than films. And I know you may hate me for no, saying that because no, you're no, a filmmaker. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everybody has a different way of digesting and processing yeah. stories. One of the key They're aspects. They're just different, right? Yeah. One of the yeah. key aspects that I notice is that the film it tends to be more of a more of a communal experience, or that is something that usually happens the most in theaters or at screenings. While a book is more of an individual experience, oh, and, I, and I love. Reading. I love I love reading and it really goes down to what you want in that moment that's true that's a great point one is communal one is uh, personal yeah sorry I didn't think about that yeah well there is a lot to it and I'm sure that we're gonna head that right into it but first before doing that we have to take a break and I want to invite you all to just enjoy this juicy track on this beautiful sunny day in Vancouver uh, with a bit of uh, funky beats by Ollie everybody this is all time catch you later ciao ciao Juicy Beat by Oli. This is all time. Let's just get back it, into it. Talking about the Turkish Film Festival here in Vancouver, the sixth one yes. this year. Quite impressive with uh, Nural Sumbultepe. Nural, let ah. me ask you, as an English teacher volunteering and now transitioning into making film festivals, beautiful, talking about film, literature. Now, you mentioned to me there's going to be a really, really, really important panel discussion happening on Saturday about women's rights. Well, it's uh, it's about women who work in the film industry, and I'm sure uh, women's rights in general is going to come up. I know mm. that one of the panelists will bring up uh, the Me Too movement in 
in the international Me Too movement. And then one of the Turkish panelists, uh, Saadet Aksoy, I'm, she, I'm guessing she will bring up the Me Too movement that was started in Turkey before the international one. And it was called Sende Anlat, which means, uh, which translates as uh, you tell too. Mm, okay, there seems to be a lot of uh, good voices appearing also on this panel and uh, uh, representing different slices of the community. Yeah. I want to ask you, what was the intention behind creating a panel like this one? Well, we felt that uh, dialogue is an important part of a festival. Uh, it triggers discussions it, um, and, and it makes you think about your theme. Uh, if there's a general theme in the films. Uh, so this year we have uh, two female directors uh, represented in our films and a lot of leading female roles in our movies. And so we thought it would be great to concentrate on women who work in the industry. And because of, you know, the most recent uh, difficulties in Hollywood, and we wanted to look at Turkey as well, and Canada. And so I, we thought it was a great chance for us to speak about what women are doing, how they're doing in the film industry. Very relevant. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And thank you to all the organizers uh, at the Turkish Film Festival for making something like this happen. And I want to touch base and actually explore a little bit more about you and your trajectory and your process in also coming here from Turkey to Canada. Mm -hmm. You mean my personal? Yeah, your personal journey, your personal story. Mm -hmm. Well, I be, prior to coming to Canada, I worked in nine different countries as an English teacher and I've traveled to countless places. Uh, so I feel like I have seen the world. <laughs> nine different countries. <laughs> so uh, two years each and sometimes four years in all these countries. And so here I am. I came here because my husband's from here and I started a family here. And I have two fantastic part-time jobs and I can't decide which one I like better. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, but, you know, teaching is wonderful, but I wanted to do something artistic. And mm. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. There you go. So this seems to be quite a story. Nine different countries teaching English. What's the biggest lesson you've learned in traveling so much and teaching so much? That's a great question. Um, you know what I've learned? I mean, this I know obvious, but people are the same. Mm. Children are the same. Uh, I all <laughs> children are lovely no matter what you go. And you know what? Oh no, you know what I learned is I want to teach a child. I want to teach young people. It doesn't matter where they're from. I want to teach about peace and understanding and cooperation, no matter where they're from. So, uh, so I'm Turkish, but I don't, people don't see me as this Turkish person. They see me as this teacher who's mm. global and universal. I don't know if that makes sense. It does to me. Something yeah. that, uh, that I uh, appreciate about what you just said is that mm -hmm. we're all equal. And that's yeah. where it really comes together and it really, it really makes sense to me. I, I noticed that, of course, coming from Italy, there are huge cultural differences. And I believe that also from Turkey, mm -hmm. the differences that we face are more similar than different. And mm -hmm. uh, witnessing how the different cultures just come together here and clash differently yes. but that's also the beauty our similarities yeah. are way more than our differences yeah and it takes and, a place like that, vancouver to celebrate that 
that's what matters more are you know everybody loves their children for example mm. you know that's uh, something so when i you know when so so if we if we remember that other people love their children too we must love their children and if we love other people's children i think there will be peace in the world because that's how we start so let's not just talk think about ourselves and our children and our safety but let's think of somebody far away from here and if they're in a war or if they're struggling i think if we think about other people more then i think we will get along better mm, this is a this is a powerful statement to just shoot through the mic and i want to explore that concept a little bit better because it seems so hard to do that um, and I'm, I'm speaking from the side of the devil here but it seems so hard to do that when there are so many situations that attack us individually mm-hmm. and so how do you do you manage that balance between the individual attack and the care and the resonance for others individual yeah I'm just wondering because there seems to be a, a lot of isolation mm-hmm. especially in a city like Vancouver Mm-hmm. I just look around and I see that there is a lack and I think that you can you can see that as well mm-hmm. this difference from Turkey to Canada and mm-hmm. I can see that from Italy to Canada mm-hmm. how can we inspire each other to expand an outreach Well I mean I feel like uh I'm doing my job as a teacher every day but I'm I my worry is is uh is that people need to lift need to be informed about what's happening in their community and in the world and lift their faces away from their phones once in a while and connect physically uh, you know uh, try to get closer to people Um, I think that's very important I I do worry about I teach young people I do worry that they get a lot of uh, news about the world through their phones and they that creates a headline distress i heard that on cbc the other day it's called headline distress a new term and so i really worry about these people just being alone with their telephones and with the headlines and not getting into dialogues and communicating with other people about what's happening about the world and so i think what you're doing ruggiero is great because uh, like a co-op radio what i'm doing what alem is doing we are doing the right thing by bringing people together and i think we need to do more of that mm. and uh, and so and and you know vancouver i think it's happening a lot in vancouver and i think we need our government Uh, local government federal government to fund and subsidize projects community projects like this so that people are not isolated so mm. that people have can find a platform to talk about their distress the i don't know if i answered yeah yeah, yeah it does make sense to me yeah. the true juice of bringing people together is is art yeah we need art Yes. Of course the science keeps us alive but art is is the purpose of living. Yes. So when we go down to uh, to the core of what brings us together is yeah. art and that's why something like a film festival is so powerful. Yes. And that's and for the exa- I want to give you one more example. I would like to give you one more example. Uh when I was teaching in Richmond the other day with students I had never met before, um I uh, they were very isolated. They didn't want to work together and it took only one poem. I shared one poem by Warson Shire, I believe, and the poem was so powerful that they started talking and arguing and discussing and then, I'm not kidding, at the end they were hugging each other. It takes just a powerful poem or powerful art, powerful film, 
that's all it takes sometimes for people to get together. Yeah, a, a piece of literature, a film or a poem, it's all an emotional statement. Yeah. How do we manipulate that emotional statement in a way that is pure and makes it out there and is processable? That's another big question because looking at how different film festivals mm -hmm. uh, in, incorporate different films mm -hmm. to elevate specific messages, that's also a game. Yes. And it's a game that we filmmakers sometimes are or are not aware of. Yeah. What is your piece of advice to film to filmmakers who want to make it through film festivals that mirror their messages in a pure way? Well, um, I think I think a story should be told from the heart, and they really have to think about why do I want to tell the story? What is so important about this? Uh, and then script, I think, is the most important part. As I, and I'm saying this not as, not as a filmmaker. I'm just saying that script is, is the most fundamental part of a film. Uh, and, and, of course, there may be films with no scripts at all uh, as well. But uh, why are you telling the story? What's your biggest purpose? Uh, I think they have to be clear about that. And they just have to listen to their instincts and heart when they are working on a project mm. and then how do they go about finding the right people to help them that i cannot comment on mm -hmm. yeah. so that's definitely the screenplay and the writers that work screenplay, really hard yeah yeah. yeah 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 they work really hard to make it happen and uh, it's a beautiful collaborative process yeah and i would also call it a mathematical process because there is a lot of mathematics involved in writing a screenplay it's mm. the mathematics of emotion in many ways again mm. compensating and solving the expression of the story it's mm -hmm. a little bit like that example that you need to create the most articulate balance possible but it still needs to be a balance if it's not balanced then you don't have a story you just have a bunch of random facts and uh, yeah, that's I've really never written a screenplay huh. so. <laughs> huh. would you be interested in writing i would have to take a workshop i do i do regular writing just prose huh. uh, fiction uh, stories but i have never attempted a are you writing something right now? I'm always writing something. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. Well, uh, then we're going to touch base on that and see what's happening in a few years when uh, when you're maybe done with your writing and you put it all together into a book. Yeah. What would that book now be about? That I've, now that I've mentioned it, I really have to write. <laughs> <laughs> what would that book be about? Um, I like to write about my childhood in Turkey and other people's childhoods in Turkey because uh, I grew up in the 80, late 70s and 80s and that was a very difficult and interesting time in Turkey and so and lots of yeah, uh, I, that's what, I, what I'm writing about right now. Hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Again, this is also a recall. Recalling the culture, recalling that <laughs> cultural juice. Isn't that ways. interesting? Well, I don't know why people do that. You know, I traveled all over the world and now I want to go back to the 70s and 80s in Turkey. Hmm. Mm, I wonder if it's because, you know, when you are very young, you're not independent and you're not in control of your own life. And, and so you didn't make the choices you know somebody else made them for you the political circumstances and your family made those choices for you and so now you want to revisit all that mm. and you're innocent and pure at that age and um yeah wow there seems to be a lot of uh, 
political interest coming out through your 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 voice in political many different interest? ways. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a word that has come through a lot in this past 40 minutes of conversation. Yeah. I'm very interested in also understanding how come that is happening and looking at the again the trajectory and the journey that you've gone through in Turkey back in the 70s. Well, uh let's say 80s late 70s 80s yeah well uh it's probably because uh whatever happened to me and my family in late 70s and early 80s had to do with the the events that led to a big coup coup Mm d'etat um and everybody in my family everybody i knew was somehow influenced by those events whether it was sad or funny fortunate unfortunate everybody was touched mm-hmm. and so you can't detach the politics from your personal life sometimes mm. and you know how sometimes people in canada say oh i don't like to talk politics well everything is political mm. everything even the food you eat what you're wearing what you're saying everything is political so i don't like it when people say don't be political or i don't like to talk about politics So everything is politics. Nural going straight into it. Jab, jab, hook right there. <laughs> Love it. There you go. I'm wondering if this is going to be the tint of the panel discussion on Saturday as well. Let's see. Yes. Let's see, people. <laughs> Tune in. Vancouver Turkish Film Festival. Whoopah, Can this I Saturday. go back to the panel discussion? Well, I guess we are going back right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, you know, uh, so may I say a few men... I won't say names. They said to me, oh, I won't be on the panel. I won't come to your panel because it's too feminist for me. Or I'm not going to come because it's all about women. And so I would like to say women's issues are men's issues. Women's issues are society's issues. Mm -hmm. If, uh, you know, 50% of the society is women... and, and, And most of the time, they are the ones raising our children... Uh, so women's issues is everybody's issues. So please come. Beautiful. What a nice invitation uh, to the panel discussion on Saturday. Yes. At 2 p.m. you said, correct? 2 p.m. But uh, if you came at 1.30, uh-huh. you'll get to have warm and tasty, cheesy Turkish pastry called börek. Oh, we got to yeah. make it for that break. 1.30 at SFU. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Get ready for that panel discussion with the Turkish and Film Festival. And it's free. Beautiful. It's free. Free, free. Yeah. For the community, let's get it all out there. That's amazing, you May know. May I say also the executive director of Women in Film and Television, Carolyn Combs, will be there. She's one of the panelists. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Wow, this is going to be a really... Are you guys recording this conversation? I hope so. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you should. It's different. Yeah. You should. You're going to make that happen, okay? okay? okay. Write Let that down. Note, yeah. Write that down and <laughs> make that happen. Because yeah. that's what people will need to be able to catch that in one way or the other, either if they make I it think, there or not. I think one of the volunteers will. Can I just say a big thank you to volunteers from here, too? Please, please get the love out there to all those amazing volunteers. The Vancouver, this Vancouver Turkish Film Festival volunteers. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Yes, of course so many of these events will never be able to happen will never take place if people don't put their time as volunteers and actually get the the dots connected yes we have to connect those dots we have to get the engineer running and that's what volunteers do yes yes beautiful beautiful amazing so i guess right now with this episode we are approaching the third section of our episode Mm -hmm. so what i'm going to ask nural right after the break is uh, to pitch for one minute 
This means that for one minute you're going to pitch whatever you want, which could even be your idea of a perfect world. But I'm going to let that to you. Think about it during the break, and uh, we'll catch up right after it because... Um, it's always a pleasure to talk movies here on Room Tone, the radio show. Cop Radio 100.5. Oh, my goodness. Let's get it out, all out there straight from downtown inside Vancouver. This is Leisure from EL. Enjoy the beat. Catch you later. Ciao, ciao. Here we go again, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host, talking movies on Room Tone, the radio show. And today we have Nural Sumultepe, representing the Vancouver Turkish Film Festival, starting tomorrow, going all the way through the weekend till Sunday. Beautiful, a pleasure to have you here, talking movies. Now, Turkish Film Festival, this is the sixth year happening. That's right. Were you involved before as well? Yeah, I was involved from the beginning. Wow, six years of yeah. trajectory. Yeah. Wow, incredible. And so here we go now. Now, Nural, it's time for the one-minute pitch. Well, I think if you're coming to the film festival... Oh, you're just going straight through it? Oh. <laughs> let's make it happen. All right, I'm going to hit that clock. I love it. I love it. Let's well, do it. Three, if, two, one. Let's go. If you're coming to the film festival, my personal two favorites would be the announcement. Uh, it's the last film on Sunday. <laughs> and... It's about uh, a coup d'état that takes place in the 1960s, uh, but it's uh, it's not it's it, it's oh, oh I only have um, it's um, it's hilarious. It's a dark comedy um, about true events, and I would highly recommend on Saturday soft, which means naive, 
and uh, the leading female actress will be there uh, for the Q&A. Come and see it. Uh, do I still have time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, I, I guess at this point, uh, uh, we're going to hit the clock on the one-minute pitch uh, from Nural talking about the Turkish Film Festival uh, from Friday to Sunday this weekend. So it's happening tomorrow, people. Listeners out there, make it happen. Get out there and enjoy this beautiful event. Really seems to be a great celebration of culture and diversity mm -hmm. here in Vancouver. Noral, what's your wish for the Turkish community here in Vancouver? Your big what? wish. For the Turkish community? Yeah. Well, uh, I hope that they continue to connect other times of the year. That's a good uh, statement. Yeah, and actually, I really, my, actually, yeah, I, my big wish is to start a section in Vancouver Public Library, mm. a Turkish section, uh, Turkish books. So I haven't approached the Vancouver Public Library yet. I started a weekend language schools for children. But because I was busy, I had to stop that. But I still teach Turkish to adults in the evenings once a week in, wow. my, in my own house. But my biggest wish is to start um, a Turkish library somewhere. That's amazing. And because we don't have space, it will probably have to happen in the central branch of... Vancouver Public Library. Yeah, why not splash yeah. that Turkish uh, section in the Colosseum of Vancouver? Yeah. Why not do that? I, that and sounds, if they're listening, maybe me. they will approach me. Yeah, Vancouver Public <laughs> Library, just uh, out there listening. How can people reach you? Because believe it or not, what happened just a few episodes ago, one of our listeners reached out to connect with one of the filmmakers who was uh, being interviewed. And this speaks to the magic of radio as well. How people can connect the dots and connect with each other through the power of voice and words. Mm -hmm. So how can people reach you? Do I give my phone number? Uh, just I would say, you know what? Give a give a quick uh, roundabout if people can reach you on social media, and we'll put the email in the description of the podcast. Uh, on social media, yeah. So they can. I'm only on Facebook, not Twitter, and not Instagram because I haven't asked my daughter to teach me yet how to. <laughs> <use them. laughs> so uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Neural, and my last name on Facebook is Dylan, named after Bob Dylan because I love him so much. There you go. Neural Perfect. Dylan. Yeah, we're going to make sure that we put all the details in the description of the podcast as well when it comes down to you, what you're doing, your work, and of course, the Vancouver Turkish Film Festival because mm -hmm. people need to know and uh, it's because of events like this that Vancouver stays saturated and colorful. So yeah. thank you for making that happen. I believe we're approaching the end of this episode and it's time for the Proust Questionnaire. Are you ready? Yes. All right, we're going to just head dive right into it because today... We're going to pick six, not only five, but six questions oh. from the Proust questionnaire. Proust wrote down uh, 35 questions believing that he would uh, dig into someone's soul and extract someone's identity through this questionnaire. So we're going to pick six questions and just talk a bit more about life and not only about films. Mm -hmm. So the first question of the Proust questionnaire is, oh my goodness, what is your current state of mind? Current state of mind. Right now? Right now. Um, right now, Nora. Let's I'm do it. I'm extremely, I would say happy, but more, it, I'm thrilled. I'm actually, my heart is racing. I'm excited. Uh, I, As I said, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm picking up filmmakers, directors today with my friend Alem. And so I'm, I, it's happening. And so I'm excited. I'm really excited. Beautiful yeah. excitement. I love it. And of course, there is a strong reason to be excited because the Turkish Film Festival really seems to yes. be bringing together so many people and so many colors. Second question of the Proust questionnaire. Which talent would you most like to have? I really wish I could sing. 
Oh, you I can't really, sing? I can't. Everybody uh, can. N- well, yeah, no, not me. <laughs> but I, if I could sing, I would stop writing, and I would express my emotions through voice. I would just sing, 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 and I would write lyrics for a song, and I would just sing everywhere. I wish I could sing, mm. but I can dance. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, singing lives within us all, just like dancing. We just yeah. have to let it out and extract it. But yeah. it's there. It's there. I can guarantee. Third question of the Proust questionnaire. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Mm-hmm. Well, let me think. Think about I it. Think, think about it. Think about it. Hmm. You know, I come from a small town in Turkey. I did not go to the best schools, but I taught myself. Oh. I, taught, I taught myself. Wow. I taught myself English. I taught myself how to understand literature. And so maybe maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Mm, wow. That's a hell of a journey there. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Amazing. You see, this questionnaire really takes so much juice. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Fourth question of the Proust questionnaire for Nural. What is your most treasured possession? Haha. <laughs> Like physical, yeah, 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 yeah. Can hold, you know, that's the most challenging question, huh? Because I don't think, I mean, it could be photographs from my childhood because I don't have many, just five Mm. or six with my sister. Uh, yeah, I think that would be it. Hmm. I don't think I have, I, I don't value possessions. Wow, okay, strong statements there. Sorry. Probably the things that actually are more tangible are the invisible ones. Things that yes. we can touch are the ones that really are impermanent and, and flow yeah. so quickly. And photographs tell a story. So I love the yeah photographs from my childhood. It's a bridge through time. That's what it is. Beautiful. And if you think about an image as a bridge through time, then what can a film be with 24 images a second? Mm-hmm. Very powerful. All right. Yeah. Fifth question of the Proust questionnaire. We're going to get deeper. Oxygen mask necessary. What is your greatest regret? Oh. <sighs> tough questions. It is tough. What is my biggest regret? I think, you know what it is? My biggest regret is when I was 21 years old, I was in Germany, and I had a lot of gay friends. And some of my other friends who were not gay, they uh, really bad-mouthed my gay friends. And I did not have the confidence to stand up for them. Whoa, what a and story. And I really wish I could take the time back and defend and stand up for my gay friends in Germany. Wow. And that happened all the time and I was too scared to say anything. And so that was my biggest regret. Wow, I never heard a story like this. Is This is incredible. You have to you have to get this story out there. Write it down. That's really powerful. This is, can be a strong inspiration. I just don't want to expose the people who said the things that they said mm. because I don't think they sometimes you know when you read and learn you change your mind so maybe they have changed their minds mm-hmm. but uh, but back then I had this natural understanding of my gay friends uh, because back then nobody was talking about these things this would have been the 90s early 90s and so I just was not brave enough to stand up for them at the time. 
What a story. Yeah. Oh my goodness, thank you for sharing that. That's impressive. Yeah. What a powerful statement. I'm 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 sure that this statement and this story has landed somewhere out there through these mics. And, and one of them is Lilo, Lilo, my friend from Spain, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> nice, love it. <laughs> Sending hugs through the mics, I love it. And this leads us to the sixth question of the Proust questionnaire. When and where were you happiest? Oh, Yes, taking you on the different extremes of life. <laughs> it's, um, I actually know exactly when I was the happiest, oh. but it's a little personal. So maybe this, yeah, it was in Tucson, Arizona. Nice. And the desert climate was just perfect. Not hot, not cold. The window was open. And I felt that amazing peace. And I don't know why. It was just that moment in the desert. I was 100% happy. Wow. So it's not, I mean, like when I gave birth to my daughter, of course, I was happy. But I was also tired and thrilled and excited and scared about how I was going to take care of this individual new person. So, but when I think of that desert moment, it was, you know, when they say live in the moment, mm. be present. I think that was probably the only time when I felt that. You see, this is something that I see all across these episodes. Whenever I ask people about the idea of perfect happiness or when were you happiest, it always comes back to the idea of being in the present moment. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, we're always chasing for that present moment. But when we ultimately find ourselves in that present moment, that's when people say I was the happiest. Yeah. And of course, it's so easy to get lost in the complexity of this world. Mm -hmm. We are seeking constantly for simplicity, but it's almost mm -hmm. impossible to find in the articulation yeah. of, of this society. But articulation and, you know, describing, describing that moment is so tough. Mm. And so that's what I, I call a good writer. If that person can really describe that happiest moment and why and how. That's that's why I like write, uh, reading books. Mm, yeah. The description of the moment, the articulation yeah, description of the moment. Of the moment yeah. Beautiful. Wow. And I'm not doing a good job of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't you say that. Don't dare. Because artists are tremendous to themselves. It's important. Yeah. What's, what matters is the emotion that you feel when you write and mm -hmm. how that loops back to you through the people who are experiencing that art. Yeah. So now it's time to actually wrap up this whole burrito. We got to continue and Cop Radio has a train that never stops 24-7. Oh my goodness, how much I love this station. I can't even say. Cop Radio 100.5. What a pleasure to have you here, Nural, really talking about the Vancouver Turkish Film Festival. And this is the sixth year. Before we wrap it up, let's just shoot the dates and a few details through the mic once more. Oh, uh, so it's uh, on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of November. It starts tomorrow at 6.30 and ends at 12 midnight on Sunday. Mm, beautiful. We got an incredible panel discussion on Saturday as well, 1.30 mm -hmm. at SFU. Please, everybody, stay tuned. Nural, thank you so much for coming over on Room Tone, the radio show. I'm super happy to have had this incredible conversation with you. It's I'm my pleasure. Opa. Oh, beautiful. My Thank pleasure. you. <laughs> Look at that beautiful energy shooting through the mic. Oh, my goodness. I love this so much. This is amazing. People, a big hug to all of you listening out there. Please enjoy your day. Enjoy life. Enjoy the beautiful weekend colored by the Turkish Film Festival. Go there and make it happen for yourselves. I'm Ruggiero, your host. It was a pleasure to chat with you one more hour every Thursday, 11 a.m. Talking ciao. movies. Enjoy The Antidote by Taylor McFerrin. Ciao, ciao. Oh.
Oh, oh. 